it's a pleasure connecting with you first and foremost on <laughs> through pod match because when i saw your profile i was like okay yeah let's do this <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, I, I do love sound it is kind of my thing but then you would definitely sympathize with that so <laughs> <laughs> i know i know this is this is definitely great i was even thinking um based on the fact that nowadays i am i'm trying to connect with the audience because i've created a a pinterest and seo marketing facebook group where i'm able to connect with people and also have live conversations with them but also making them aware that this is information that they need to create and and understand that the the whole point of being on social media is to build anticipation and build awareness and i i love clubhouse because i can be able to be there with people i've never met but i get into a room and we're talking like we've met each other for five years you know yeah 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 so i have a clubhouse room you do Two o'clock, yeah. I talk about audio branding and the power of sound. And yeah, so you're welcome to drop by if you have. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, 2 p.m. Eastern. Okay. It only lasts an hour. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, but yeah. Wow. Um, I'm always looking for co-moderators, too. I love doing it. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be something I'm looking forward to. I'd love to host you in my room as well, my club, the Pinterest and sure. SEO Marketing Club, because I think when people see the essence of audio, it, it plays a big role. But also, if you think about it, an amazing person, uh, her name is Alma, too, uh, on Clubhouse. And we we're just talking about Clubhouse Analytics with... Um, some people in the room and and one of my friends um they, she, they call her the ch professor the clubhouse professor that's what she calls herself and okay, yeah. and she's very deep on the insights and i love how she brings up discussions and one of the things alma was talking about was that people don't have the the boldness to come up on stage just like yeah. they wouldn't have the boldness to come up to the, an actual stage in somebody's event so let people know more about you, what you do, and then let us know about those little areas that people could be thinking about and how they can break out from those paradigms. Sure. I will say one caveat to that is that if you're coming up on stage just for people to hear the sound of your voice, <laughs> that is not the reason to come up on stage. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and people can tell. You know, you would think, oh, yeah, I'm a good talker. I can put, you know, I can put on a thing, right? You know, people can tell. <laughs> exactly. Because it's so intimate of a medium, having your voice promote, like, promote you. Basically, it's, you know, when you're speaking, you're you, <laughs> generally. And if you're not, people can tell. And people can tell if you're lying, too. Exactly. And when people can see that through your voice... <laughs> You know, it it just shows that now we're creating a, a space where people can be able to connect, and and it, it creates that that tension and it breaks the tension. And sorry about that. That was you know we're right on Facebook. Hello, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Exactly. So now we're thinking, how can we be able to do better when we create content for people 
and now the podcast is 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 getting live now i really want to be intentional because people are like oh but we don't hear your podcast we didn't even know you have one and yet they're almost yeah. 200 episodes so it's like now you got time to binge watch <laughs> you, yes, you, true. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i mean you, you have to tell everybody right <laughs> exactly Same thing with mine i think i'm at um I'm programmed out to 85 episodes, but I have 75, I think, as of today. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a lot of fun. I'm learning a ton. (laughs) It is. But think about audio branding, the power of audio branding, and how you use that for your business and how you tell people how that importance is so essential to their speech, to how they conduct, what is their tone. If somebody is angry on stage, you can tell. If somebody is really meaning what they say, you can tell. So how do you build those discussions so that it's also beneficial to your experience? Well, if, if, if you're talking about your own personal voice, then obviously you need to be honest. <laughs> I mean, really, that's just be, be you and promote your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? That'll come through in your voice. But there's a lot of ways to improve the sound of your voice that I think a lot of people don't think about like proper breathing control. Um, uh, I was talking with a woman named Cynthia Jai on my podcast, who is a uh, teacher for helping people do more with their voice and be more confident with their voice. And she teaches CEOs this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, people who lead companies need to sound like they lead companies, right? Exactly. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's one of those things about our society that we do judge people based on how they sound and so if you want to sound more commanding and more confident you need maybe some kind of training (laughs) so people do that with you know being a public speaker or they do it through a voiceover coach or they do it through singing Um, you can have a, a singing coach that will help you get better control over your vocals there's a lot of ways to do it but i would say slowing down a little bit and maybe letting out a breath every once in a while. Like if you just have a sigh, it just makes you feel better. Exactly. <laughs> it just relaxes you. This was something Cynthia told me. So I was like, hmm, that's a really good point. <laughs> she also says people don't breathe properly. Uh, a lot of people, if they are breathing in, their stomach is going in, not out. You're, you're a balloon. Think of yourself as a balloon, right? When you're taking in air, you're expanding. When you're letting out air, you're expelling the air, right? Like that's, it's, you're contracting. Right. But we do it the office, the opposite way often because we're stressed and because we learn how to hold our breath because we're stressed. And so when stress comes through in your voice, doesn't help anybody <laughs> not even doesn't yourself exactly yeah so the breathing is a big thing and it's it's funny i never even thought of that at all i was like well who doesn't know how to breathe <laughs> i was literally telling my it, it's a lot of people you you would think yeah. it you think it's a, a thing that yeah 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 I, I do it every day but when you think about the actual essence of why you do it, your health, how you actually work out, do you run? Can you can you run a mile? You know, can yeah. you can you do things that you can ordinarily tell your body that I'm in control of how I'm able to create these expressions and feel yeah. good because your blood is flowing, you have to think straight, you have to 
think right. And it's just amazing that you mentioned breathing because I have an amazing friend on Clubhouse, Brittany, and she calls herself B and she's a licensed massage therapist. And she really talks deep into breathing. And we just had a podcast just recently with her and we host rooms on Clubhouse and she's been mentioning this like, and it's so simple, but it's so negligent. It's crazy. It's like you cannot see it, but it's really happening right in front of your nose. <laughs> so like under yeah. your nose, you're feeling it, but you're not really breathing. And then when you realize, oh, I'm not breathing right, you slow down. And then you look at your heart rate. And when she mentioned that one time, I was literally working out and I, I tried it myself and I was, you know, looking at the heart pace and I could see that when I breathed in for four seconds, like she says, and then you breathe out for six seconds. You're literally taking time to those 10 seconds are really important and you see how your heart rate just drops and then you can be able to now function, think, you know, move around, but people don't really see it like that. So when you think about audio and you said stress and voice, that's what brought my attention to that. Yeah. And stress in your voice stresses out the people that are listening to you. (laughs) Also, if you speak too fast, you stress people. (laughs) Wow. tells the tale and the thing about breathing too is that you're taking in air so that you can release your voice with all of the resonance chambers in your body including your chest yeah right so it's not just everything in your face it's also your throat your chest your chest needs to be used and not a lot of people do use it (laughs) (laughs) Um, in a lot of singing uh um instruction they'll tell you about yeah. using the resonance of your of your body but in voice and speaking they don't often do that they they you know they'll tell you about how to get your point across and how to be a good storyteller but the resonance and and the actual biology of how your body works to expel that sound is just as important <laughs> and people don't see that because now you get afraid to speak because you don't think what you're going to say is going to make sense. So you've already like yeah. debunked yourself. Like you've. <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination of a lot of things, but yeah, I, I think that definitely confidence in in basically liking the sound of your voice can give you confidence, just in general. And when you work on relaxation, as you were saying uh, uh, with your friend and. You know the the way that you can pay attention to how you're breathing then that just sort of lets you relax and and feel more comfortable telling your story whatever that happens to be and that puts a resonance into your voice that you may not quite realize is there it just happens exactly <laughs> so yeah when you're relaxed it just helps a lot but as far as audio branding is concerned your voice is your brand right i mean individually your brand is a lot more than the visual is all i'm saying and when we get into the topic of audio branding we're talking about dna of who you are and who your company is and how you're presenting that to the world and if you're only presenting it in a visual format you're missing out on this huge sense that we pay so much attention to (laughs) And you're not using it. <laughs> exactly. And you really should be. 
Exactly. You sh- you should be using your voice. And now that you even think of it, thinking about it from a, a biblical perspective, a Christian perspective, and I'm seeing like, you know, the world was created with voice. God created the world and he said, let there be light. And it was with voice. So you think about how in depth that means to you as an individual that's created by God that has a voice to speak out and do something about what you say you're going to do eventually you say what you want to do or you show it by being responsible and being committed but now you understand that there is more to your brand and people think oh i don't have a business i don't have a brand and people forget that if somebody thinks about you that's the brand you've you've literally imposed or or impacted on them yeah what they say about you when you're not in the room is your brand right? That's, that's like classic marketing 101. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all vibration. Everything we hear is vibration and good vibrations are, you know, that's, that's a a, a brand that you might want to be a part of. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, but it is all, it's all how, you know, we talk about vibrations. We talk about resonance. It's all these particles that are moving in the air that, that are, you know, tickling the little hairs in our ear. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean like the really tiny, tiny ones in our inner ear. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and that's, that gets translated into what goes to our brain. And it's, it's astounding the interpretations that can happen before it goes to the brain. You know, I mean, it goes in the ear, but we all hear differently. And, and it's all vibrations and movement and, and it all works together and it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who created it. <laughs> I'm not going to make any judgment on that, <laughs> but, but it's a beautiful thing and, and we should all be using it because it's a gift. It is a gift. Definitely. And now that you mentioned like senses of different, like types of different <laughs> senses, mm-hmm. I was thinking like. The strange fact about sound is that you can influence what you taste by what you hear. Yeah. Now, someone's going to be like, uh-uh, that does not sound right or taste right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. One of the earlier episodes that I did an interview uh, of um, a fellow, I interviewed a fellow named Steve Keller, who is the sonic strategy director for Pandora. And Sirius XM now and everything that they own. <laughs> so nice. lots that he has to deal with. But he is he was fascinating because he's an ad guy, a music guy, and a psychologist. So so he sort of has this really interesting melding of the human psychology and our ability to make sound and what it does for us. And what I talk about on my podcast is how it influences our buying decisions and everything we do in life, really. Yeah. And one of the things that he was telling me was they did a promotion before the pandemic, obviously, (laughs) uh, where they had people go to DJ stations during a promotion for Propel, which was a, it's like a Gatorade type drink. Okay. It's a electrolyte restorer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So with those kinds of drinks, they're generally just a little bit salty because the electrolytes are replenished in your body by salt or, you know, potassium, magnesium, these kinds of things. And generally salt is the way to deliver that. Okay. And, and so they're a little salty. They're also sweet, but you know, it all depends 
on what you're tasting. But what they had was DJ stations set up with an iPad where you would put on a pair of headphones, you'd listen to, to what you generated on the iPad. And depending on which like you know dial you moved, you could dial in how much salt you wanted to taste or how much sweet you wanted to taste. Wait. And it actually yeah. So just by moving the sound through the iPad, and I think in the iPad they also had it go from color to black and white. So that also was Whoa. like a visual stimulation. Um, and then one was associated with the more fruity flavor and one was associated with the saltier flavor. And your flavor, the way that you experienced that flavor actually changed. So Steve was saying he was watching people throughout the audience as they were like doing these things and, and experiencing at the DJ table and watching their eyes wide because <laughs> the drink didn't change. The drink was the same. Yeah. But our senses influence everything we experience. And you can, you can uh, change the way that you experience one sense by another. And so that is the way that they were influencing your sense of taste. They were actually playing a different sound in your ears and they were playing uh, and they were showing you a more colorful or, or less colorful picture on the iPad. And you could wow. sort of decide and it was changing the way that you experienced the taste of the drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've just thought about this Gatorade. First of all, when I drink Gatorade, I stopped drinking Gatorade because I was not too sure if I should be drinking a lot of Gatorade or just drinking water, like good pH. Well, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> exactly, like some good pH water. But at the same time, I I really think like if you think about the alkaline water and you think about your Gatorade and what you're actually putting into your system and how you're drinking this water, your body is almost. I think it's 75, 70, 80% water. Yep. So yep. Your, your, your body that has fluid that you need to always regenerate, if it's sunny, if it's rainy, whatever you're doing, you're creating that experience because inward expresses that outward ex, you know, experience for you. Mm -hmm. And yep. if you're stressed within, it's gonna, you're going to feel it in your vocals. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and sugar, like sugar, water, and salt, obviously, can dry out your voice. Like, it can dry out your vocal cords a little bit. So, you know, you gotta, I, I'm not saying never have it, but maybe just be a little careful with it. <laughs> right. That's why I slowed down. I was like, nah, I'll just stick to my water. Yeah. I'll be fine. If, I, if I'm playing sports, then yeah, I could use that because that's mm -hmm. the whole point. You can't be drinking it and sitting down and watching Netflix. It's yeah. not. But I mean, like, I drink coffee every day and I I love coffee I don't know I just I, and I have to drink it with cream so Ooh. not the greatest thing for my voice yeah so I have to yeah. be careful about when I have it have day. you heard about coffee and the effect that it has on you when you switch that out with taking a shower maybe between cold and like hot maybe like start with cold go hot then come back cold what it does yeah. to your body especially when you wake up and that alertness because the whole point of coffee is to keep that motion oh, going. Okay. So, you know what? I yeah. don't have it first thing in the morning. For me, it's okay. not a wake-up juice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not having it to wake up to. I'm having okay. it because uh, I just, I like the taste of it. 
I like the taste of it, and it's something to sip on that has a little more flavor than tea. I will have tea sometimes too,、mm. but you know, it just has a little more oomph to me. And and I probably、uh, like I'm gonna get off of this call with you, and I'll have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like that, just、know? like that, exactly. <laughs> so for for me, it just tastes good. I mean, I like it, but like of course, it tastes good, but I don't drink it black, right? Right, <laughs>、so、exactly. I need something in it. Right. That's why you use、no. your creamers, and there's some really nice、yeah. creamers that I see nowadays, and they're so like the flavor just changes like the mood. Like you don't even have to add sugar;、yeah. just add that creamer to your black tea,、yeah. and it just it kicks. So I really like how you've expressed that and how it also plays a role. And when I when I'm thinking about voiceovers, because I don't know if you knew, but I'm a self-taught drummer, and okay,、yeah. you know. You know, I was you know God gave me this talent, and I was able to not build music. I used to play with like pots and pans, <laughs> you know, a whole drum. Do whatever you have to do. Exactly,、yeah. make a sound, <laughs> you know.、Mm-hmm. But I eventually grew out and started learning the business, and now I make you know productions. Now I'm on Apple Music, and now I have a podcast. So it's like audio is still somewhere in between everything. Now I'm on Clubhouse, so it's like、yeah. now I'm building a brand. Now which comes with that voice. Because when you hear Flav beats, you're like, okay, Flav. And some people still call me Flavor or Favor because they don't know which is which, and it's、yeah. fine because <laughs> I'm used to it, you know. But I think when you think about creating the brand, the audio perspective, how people are receiving you, how people are able to still notice that you notice those things. It's not like it's your it's your oblivious to them. Now,、yeah. when you think about voiceovers, now that's another thing. Because those things could either make you want to stay or make you want to skip. So, how do you play voiceovers? And the reason why I brought that background is because I I used to have voiceovers and I would do that for radio and now podcasts. And it was already like integrated into everything as far as advertising and digital marketing. But now, when you think about voiceovers, how do you get into it? And why is it a business as well as a craft? Because it needs musical assistance. And you can't have a dry ad. So, how do these、yeah. things play? How do these things play? You one on one. So, back to you. <laughs> well,、um, the first thing you have to realize is that it is actually a business, and especially these days. It used to be many years ago. You could just go to a studio, they'd record you. You could go home, you'd get a check. Yeah.、Um, you'd be in an agent. You'd be in a union. And that union would take care of you, and that would be great. And typically, if you were doing that on a regular basis, you lived in L.A. or New York. You didn't live anywhere else, possibly Chicago. But、uh, now things have opened up a lot more, and anyone can do it from anywhere in the world, really.、Um, so it's. It's become much more of a thing where you need to wear many hats. And there's no one person taking care of everything for you, unless you're already making some serious coin. <laughs> right. You can have a manager if you're making a lot of money, but other than that,、uh, if you're a working voice talent, you need to be okay with the idea that you're going to be your own marketing person. You're going to be your own voice talent. Obviously, you're going to be your own audio engineer. You're going to be your own marketer. If you have a media empire, if you're going to be putting stuff out on social media and creating content, you're doing that. <laughs> you know,、uh, in order to get yourself at,、uh, established as a talent, 
you need to understand that there are a lot of moving parts. And in the beginning, you'll be doing them all yourself. Yeah. That's not to say that you can't hire people to outsource it to later. And, and believe me, that has saved my life. <laughs> uh, but in the beginning, it's all going to be on you. So you need to be okay with being an entrepreneur because really that's what you are. You are everything for your company and mm -hmm. your company is your voice. But beyond that, you need to know your craft. So the very first thing that you need to do to get into voiceovers is to have a coach because that coach is going to tell you then when you're ready to make a demo. And the demo is how you tell people you are marketable. The demo is what they listen to to decide if they're going to hire you. Besides you doing auditions, and believe me, there are a lot of auditions that happen every day. <laughs> so yeah. that is all the time. But your demo is your calling card. As a voice actor, it's basically your business card. So if they listen to that demo and they think, oh, that was pretty amateurish, they're not going to hire you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't sound like you know what you're doing, and if those spots don't sound like they could actually have aired or been used, mm. that's the key, right? Even if they're made up, and believe me, a lot of demos are, they must sound like they could have aired, like they could have been used. Because people need to imagine you on their spot, and they need to know that you can handle that. Yeah. So, yeah. And the other thing is, you don't want to put stuff on your demo that you can't easily reproduce. Ooh. So if you can't get to that place again, don't put it on your demo, because you're not there yet. And the, and the thing about getting that instruction from a coach is that they will tell you when you're ready to make that demo, when you're ready to be marketable, when, when they feel like you're ready to be paid for what you're doing. Mm. And then you make a demo because the demos are not cheap. <laughs> they can be pretty expensive. We're talking anywhere from $800 to $5,000. They can be very, very expensive. For a demo? So, for a demo, yeah. I mean, it's five or six or seven spots if it's a commercial demo. Usually it's like six or so spots, maybe a little less, depending on if it's a narration demo, because some of those spots might be a little longer. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, again, it depends on each genre, right? Like an animation demo is different from a video game demo, is different from an audiobook demo, is different from a commercial demo. They're all different. Mm -hmm. So you need a coach that knows the difference, first of all. And you need to have the craft enough that you can make a demo that's worth someone listening to and that's worth you spending money on because it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you want to really much hit that the first strike you get because you want to make a first impression of your first product or your first offering or your first, your first idea because sometimes you get so crumbled in, oh, I have this, 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 and I can't focus on one, yet you can literally focus on one and the rest are just going to complement or supplement. It depends on how yeah. you want to create that for yourself. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to go after the genres that you like, but for instance, on a demo, you don't put more than one type of genre on that demo. 
these days anyway. They only want to hear commercial spots. If it's a commercial demo, that's all they want to hear. If it's narration, if it's an in-show like TV narration thing, that's all they want to hear. They just want to hear that spot, those spots. Uh, if it's an audiobook thing, all they want to hear are audiobook spots. Don't put any e-learning on there or other long-form narration. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. So, it's very specific and it's it's very genre-specific. Yeah. And you can totally focus in on what you really want to be hired for. But again, the market will decide, right? You'll get asked to audition for and you'll get asked to work in in projects that they feel your voice fits their audio brand that's the point of it right they want your voice to fit who they are and and that's kind of why i started my podcast in the first place because i wanted to understand the wider world of why people were choosing my voice over someone else's or not choosing my voice why did they choose someone else's voice (laughs) wow because that person fit their brand more closely than I did in that instance. Right. So learning how that happens was kind of an interesting thing to uh, to deep dive into. I, 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 was, I was curious. Yeah, because now that you're mentioning this, it makes me think about how when people listen to a certain accent or a certain verbiage, they can mm-hmm. connect to it based on how you translate that in your speech or how you conduct your, your context. So yeah. n- now... If you're using this to build awareness, sometimes some people may resonate with the voice that they hear every day. They may mm-hmm. resonate with the voice that they don't hear every day because now I'm interested to hear more. So it's like, how do you bridge those gaps? And like, you know, when it comes to self-delegation, making sure that you're able to put the task and have that comparative advantage. And it helps with your comp- your competition because now instead of you focusing on everybody you're just focusing on this focus group that is yielding much more and helping you create user-generated content which people don't really see as 60 percent of your your visual search um, application strategy so thinking about a marketing and someone who has no clue of how to do this how do they go about delegation creating this self-employment um, cre- um creation tool strategies that they can use and still help, you know, help the economic state, help the ecosystem, help people come back together. Because once you have a strong community, I think you can do a lot better as a people when everybody's speaking the same language, if we're speaking audio branding. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I like paying attention to it because I want my clients to understand that I care about their brand as much as they do. But uh, the reason that I even raised the idea is that some companies haven't even thought about it. They know exactly what they look like. You know, they know what colors they use, they know what their font is, they know what their logo is. Um, They use it on every piece of material that they put out into the world, but they have no idea what they sound like. Mm. And this is something that a lot of people are not paying attention to, and it's gonna become way more important as we go because Alexa, Google Home, all of this stuff, it's becoming audio only. Clubhouse. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right? Like that's one big audio brand. We are our own audio brands when we speak on a stage, right? Right. Hold a room or when we have a club, right? That's all, it's all audio branding. And, And the thing about audio also is that you can experience it even while you're doing other things. 
So you don't listen to a podcast when you're doing nothing, generally. I mean, you listen to a podcast when you're mowing the lawn or washing the dishes or doing the laundry or having a walk or doing your exercises or whatever you're doing, right? Generally, you're doing it while you're doing something else because it's something to focus on rather than the monotony of what you have to do. <laughs> right? Roger I mean, that. Makes, yeah, but it makes life worth living. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you, get it, you get to experience a better outcome because now... If you're running and you're listening to a podcast, you're jogging, you're feeling good, your body's yeah. flowing, you're getting those informations in, you're taking your memos or your notes, and now you're creating those experiences for yourself. Now it becomes better when you come back on stage and you're talking and someone's like, aha, I didn't think of that. Oh, that's yeah. a really nice yeah. idea, um, Jody. That's really, really cool. I, I like what you said. And now people are like, what did she say? Because some people don't really listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would hope that they are listening, you know, doing other things. Right. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it's just, it's such a powerful part of our lives. And we pay so little attention to it consciously. And yet, as far as um, actually making sure that your brand stands out from your competitors, for instance, yeah, you know, it, it's such a powerful tool. And I mean, think of the brands like Intel and McDonald's and, you know, uh, like, you know, the, the, the insurance, you know, State Farm, let's say, like all of these, all of these brands use a certain sound or a tune or something like that to demonstrate who they are. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, like originally the I'm loving it song was a Justin Timberlake song, wasn't it? Like, right. <laughs> it way back. But, but they eventually shortened it and shortened it and shortened it again. Yeah. Because they didn't want to pay his licensing fees. <laughs> it keeps getting longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and then it became this da, 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 like that's all we have. Right. And, but you don't need to hear any more than that. Mm -hmm. The Taco Bell bell. I mean, <laughs> you don't need to hear much more than that. And you know what that is. Exactly. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's repetition. It's consistent repetition. And that is a, a, a fantastic tool for advertising in particular because it makes that ad memorable. And it makes it memorable without you having to see anything. So mm. you can play that ad anywhere in the world. And if, they're, if they have that, that McDonald's tune, whether the people are speaking English or Swedish or I don't know anything, um, you know, Swahili. Like they could be, they could be talking anything. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like it just doesn't matter. And you would know that is a McDonald's commercial. Like it would, you know. Exactly. Flash on the screen. That's all you need. You know, you know that's a McDonald's commercial. Intel. Intel did the same thing. They had their their sound playing at the end of every uh, tech commercial that you saw during. I guess it was the late '80s um, and '90s. Mm. So, like every like for a long time it, it actually it was probably more than 90s into the 2000s but but for a long 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 time they would piggyback on every tech company's advertisements on television and everywhere really uh, on the radio i would hear it on the radio and you'd hear their notes and you'd know intel inside 
right? Mm. You just saw it because you saw that on the screen so many times, and then you heard that sound associated with that, what you were looking at yeah. so many times, that eventually all you need to do is hear that sound and you see that thing in your mind's eye. There you, you go. You don't need anything else. It's like emotional shorthand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it gets right to you and, and it's almost unconscious. And and people think that the only thing that happens to make a brand unconsciously resonate is how they look. But that's not the case. How they sound also does the same thing. And actually it does it a lot more powerfully and probably a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't need to spend a whole ton of money to get a decent sound. You, like you really don't you know not everyone needs a 50 million dollar uh, uh audio branding um spectacular everything <laughs> yeah <know>? like <laughs> you know like mastercard okay maybe they could spend a lot of money because they're in every market in the world used on every machine in the world right and they need to translate their sound so that it resonates with people in many different areas of the world so, so that makes a lot of sense. And having a consistent sound in that context, yeah, it's worth paying for because you pay for that, that time. And then from then on, all you're doing is refreshing it. You're not having to recreate the wheel. But for those of us who are maybe just having a podcast, so you have an intro bit of music, you have an intro couple of like a phrase that you say when you start out your podcast that you always say every yeah. time you start your podcast. Um, I watch ASMR videos, and I don't know. <laughs> oh my right. goodness! Don't tell me. <laughs> I took I took a deep dive into one of my podcasts for about ASMR, oh, and I became a total fan. I got a. So so now, <laughs> yeah. So now there are people who I watch who say the same thing to begin every ASMR session, welcoming you there. Um, um, there's there's like all sorts of phrases and and maybe hand movements that they do with it <laughs> but they say the same thing yeah. every time so you know when you're watching that video who that asm artist is you know you don't even have to see it <laughs> right you know from that phrase right and it's the same thing with podcasts you know from the first note of whatever uh song they're using as their intro you know uh the outro um you know there's there's all these things that we can use as repetition that don't have to cost a whole lot of money. They're just us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it, I think it can be done by anybody. I just think that people need to be more conscious of the sound that they're putting out into the world. And I mean, as a musician, you definitely would know this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it really makes a lot of sense and resonates because now I'm looking at it from a perspective of some podcasts also don't have background music like because i'm an artist i do that because i want to still keep you engaged but sometimes when i listen to a dry podcast i like it because i'm very attentive but if the music yeah. is like a background bass level it can still bring that and i used to hear that on radios like maybe some dj shows you'd be hearing them play some things and they're having some talk back and then they go right back into the music but mm -hmm. I've been able to create that across with the podcast. And when you hear the sound, you're like, oh, the ranks are going higher because this episode had this sound. But I didn't really think of it that way. And I was like, wait a minute. That's why they're there in the first place. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, when I hear a podcast that doesn't have an intro and outro, to me it sounds unprofessional. Like I, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because I do those <laughs> intros and outros. So yeah. But when someone just when it's longer than five minutes, let's say that Ooh. if it's a really short podcast, you don't want to spend too much time on your intro and outro because that's most of your podcast. Literally, like, you know, you don't want to spend a minute introducing a five-minute podcast. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. No. But, but if your podcast is 15, 30 minutes, you know, longer than that, if you're having an interview with someone, make it sound professional. <laughs> yeah. You need intro music. You need someone to introduce what the show is, what people can expect, even if it's your own voice. And it could very well be your own voice. You don't need to hire a voice actor to do that for you, especially right. if you're branding your own thing. <laughs> exactly. That's perfectly fine. But some kind of musical intro catches people's attention. Yeah. You know, just a little more than someone starting to talk. Because then you don't <laughs> really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you want to also stay in context because when you also think about Clubhouse too and you think about people getting in, in and out of rooms, it's how that person feels when they hear your voice that makes them want to stay or not. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It does. And the podcast is all about the voice. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yeah. And if you think yeah. about it, like if you combine what we talked about, people coming up on stage, maybe because they're introverts or they've not done that 16 personality test, which you should do. I would definitely oh, suggest totally that. that. Yes, I've done that, too. <laughs> and it, it really makes you more knowledgeable about who you are in the sense of yeah. what you already do, because it's literally reading right back to you. And when you think about those things as a business owner or not a business owner and an introvert, What's the difference between being shy and being an introvert? Uh, well, I will say that I am an introvert and not many people will understand because I'm on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> they don't understand that it actually isn't that I'm shy per se. It's how I replenish my energy when I'm, when I'm done. Right. Yeah. So I don't replenish my energy by being in a group, which during this pandemic is probably a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm living my best life. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, but not, you know, not everyone has that going for them. But introversion doesn't mean that you shy away from being in the spotlight it just means that you can't be in it all the time yeah that you need your alone time you need to replenish your energies by being alone and i need that desperately and in fact i build it into my days i make sure because <laughs> when i took that 16 personality test i was infj <laughs> whoa <laughs> that's, that's Pretty deep introvert, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but both right and left brain, kind of strangely, which I think helps me in the business aspect of what I do creatively. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that. I kind of like that that personality type, but it's and it's pretty rare actually. So I'll take it. But I have to play to my strengths and not emphasize my weaknesses. And, and my weakness would be if I was in a public situation for too long, I would shut down. Mm. I just couldn't handle it. I'd, I'd be the one hugging the wall. <laughs> <laughs> would you do the same thing for a virtual? Would the, would the same thing matter for a virtual? Like if you're on stage and like, like 10,000 people, 2,000 people, 
500 people on are listening to you would you have the same <laughs> <laughs> but they're not seeing you, know, you yeah it's less as it's less as a virtual thing like okay I, that's why i have no problem doing podcast interviews on video like i don't this is fine <laughs> <laughs> but you know when it's done i can walk away and be by myself yeah right whereas if you're at a conference People are going to ask questions when you get off the stage. You're not going to get to your hotel room again as you make your way through a crowd for probably another half an hour or mm -hmm. whatever. You know, um, you're expected to go to dinner or lunch with a bunch of other people and and socialize and, and whatever. And I can go to conferences. I just have to portion out my time, put it that way. Mm. <laughs> So the, the difference between uh, uh, shyness and introversion is that shyness can be a part of introversion, but it isn't all the time. And really the, <clears throat> the introvert, extrovert thing has to do with how you replenish yourself during the day. So um, it, you think about it this way, and I think it was explained, someone did a TED talk on this, and I can't remember her name. I think it was a, a woman. I'm pretty sure it was a woman. Um, and she mentioned that you start out with a certain amount of, uh, you know, energy throughout the day. Like, like extroverts don't have energy when they start the day, put it this way. They gain energy by being with other people. Introverts start out the, the day with energy and give it away, you know, as they talk with people. And, and at the end of the day, they don't have anything left. <laughs> it's like... Whereas by the time people who are extroverts are at the end of their day, if they've seen a lot of people, they are, they're buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, I am not the person that is generally going to be seen on the dance floor of a party later on at a conference. Mm. That's not my thing, right? Like, I... I, I do karaoke. I love karaoke. It's a lot of fun. But I will not be there late night. That is not my late night thing. Uh, I would prefer to have a conversation with one or two people that's a deep conversation, that's yeah. an interesting conversation, than standing in a group of people either listening to someone else hold court <laughs> <laughs> or, or being part of a 15-person group of something. Like, that just would hold no appeal to me at all but that's not shyness that's you know that's me wanting a deeper connection and knowing i'm not going to get it in that situation <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. exactly and it definitely makes a lot of sense when you're creating that in intention and now that we've been speaking of voice i actually made an acronym of voice and i talked about it on my podcast that we don't play podcasts and I said voice is, and I and <laughs> I say it's in Clubhouse nowadays, but I've stopped saying it so much because it's like, you, you keep hearing it and you're like, okay, we get you, <laughs> you know, but... That's your audio brand. Keep exactly. So, <laughs> so it's like, people don't, they, when they hear it, they're like, oh yeah, it takes about seven to 12 touch points before you make one conversion. And now when you yeah. think about it, the, the acronym voice for me is what's your value? What's your offer? What's your incentive? what's your conversion value and then what's your evaluation process like what are people seeing through the moment they know like and trust you how can they mm -hmm. stay with you because you may want to work with someone just because they're amazing but they have a terrible attitude 
and you can't stand that. (laughs) And and some people don't take that. People want to be peaceful. They want to sleep at night feeling good. They want to go back to their families. Like you want to live a good life, you know, but you don't want to be stressing somebody else out either. So when people think about creating this time, how do they, you know, put themselves in that point where they know that audio is a brand, it's an image, it's a gem. And this is something that people want to do consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just think about it. You know, how many times does sound impress you in your life? And, and how does it influence you? I mean, if you think about watching a movie, if you're watching a movie and no sound is on it, what are you getting from that movie? Mm. You might get the idea of what's happening on the film because you're seeing what's going on, but none of the emotional impact is there. None of it. So, so think about this. If you're not getting emotional context from what you're experiencing, then it's not really making an impression on you. If it doesn't reach you emotionally, it's not hitting. And really, if you think about it, we don't buy based on logic. We buy based on emotion. Yeah. And then justify to ourselves with logic. Exactly. Like, yeah, I need this today. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. But really, I just want it because it's pretty. (laughs) That could be another thing too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do this all the time. So really play to your inner nature. Understand who we are as human beings. And that emotion always plays a part in everything we do. And reach out to people emotionally, not just with their eyes, because that's that's going to reach some part of them. But the quickest way to their emotion and their heart is through sound. Mm. So now you mentioned sound. Now, when somebody's making an ad or a, a campaign or a, mm-hmm. their product, they really want to make sure that this 30 seconds, this 15 seconds hits home as quickly as possible and they get their conversion value. What can they do today that allows them to use this? Because sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I'll just go to YouTube and snip five seconds and then they ban you from using the sound because you're copyright. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The little things you may not know because, you know, with the background with music and business, you get, you get to see that there's some things you can't just do. Because, you know, there's some things you have to look at and create. And once you create and you're the creator, it's even more rewarding because now you see something that people enjoy. So how do they get into that um, firsthand? Well, I would be very careful for advertisers. I would be very careful about how they use music. And the reason I say that is because if it's a large company and they are taking... Um, songs from a license-free directory, which people do all the time. I know that they do that. You could run the risk of having a competitor either in your same industry or in a completely different industry use the same piece of music. And then it isn't yours anymore. It's, you know, it's just this bland in-between thing that no one's really going to pay attention to because they've heard it too many times. Right. In too many different <laughs> contexts. It, you know, it, it isn't focused. Mm. So what I would say is for advertisers that want to actually cover their butts, yeah. <laughs> get a musician to make something unique for you. and Or talk to an audio branding company that does this kind of thing on a regular basis 
and get them to brand your entire company because that kind of a thing will put you in good stead for years to come. And if you haven't thought about your audio branding now, you definitely want to because thinking about it now and getting it done now, you will reap the benefits of that 10, 20 years from now. And I mean, you'll reap benefits in, in the short term too, but it's long term that really, really, that's where the big bucks are. That's where, that's where the big um, payoff, that's where it is. Because even if um, McDonald's didn't know that that particular song was going to hit such a chord, right? They, they're now using that branding 20, 30 years later, like it's, and it's still theirs, which means they're saving a ton of money on not needing to get different types of music done every time they make a new commercial <laughs> you know or if they do they're making it slightly different and yeah. it's like a derivative work it's it's not costing them a huge amount of money to license mm -hmm. so if you think about this in the long term what you're trying to do is give your company <clears throat> recognizable assets and you can think about this in the small term as well as an individual person but you want to invest in yourself and your brand and your company so that these things will really be uh, uh, super helpful later on. And you won't have to pay tons of money in re-upping licensing and, and paying someone to use a piece of music that anyone else can use. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, the thing about branding, audio branding, is that it needs to be unique. It needs to be yours. So it's, it's you know, a, a mixture of being unique, being repetitive, and being consistent. Oh, so yeah. all of those things working together will, will make you a fantastic audio brand. And then even if the way it sounds is maybe a little old-fashioned 20 years from now, you can update it with different instruments and different dynamics and it'll still be the same tune but all you're doing is modifying it you don't have to relicense a completely different thing yeah and it's so synonymous with your brand that you wouldn't want to do that <laughs> right and you're building culture as you're actually doing yes. this yes yeah that's important you know you want to find the people who get your brand and you want to repel the people who don't get your brand. Yeah. Because really, it's not just about attracting. It's also about knowing who your persona and who your avatar is and reaching out to that person, but also keeping away the people who wouldn't get you. Because those are the people that leave the one-star reviews. <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. you don't want those people. <laughs> they don't get you. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And <laughs> and you, you've said it so perfectly because now I think about the whole perspective of being consistent with your audio and your audio now, if you think about the culture and think about people listening to you now, when they hear that, even without thinking about what you're about to say, they're already tuned in. Yeah. Yeah. They have an, a vested interest in what you're putting out there because they understand it. They do. Wow, you you are uh, you are amazing with this audio branding. We gotta bring you back. I'm not even looked at the comments or anything right now because I'm so focused on the conversation. But I'm definitely it's all good. It's all good. You know, I'll be definitely doing this more often, and 
eventually I'm going to be having a way where we can all even connect and people that have been in season one now that are in season two, you know, we can yeah. be able to really connect and see how we can also build these conversations so people can be better because the whole point of building community is we're not just talking. We're just really trying to make sure that as you listen, you apply and as you apply, you come back to the drawing board and ask yourself, did this work? Why didn't it work? What can I do better? Because we're not the best. We're just getting better that what we're doing you know that's just simply it and yeah. you can do that too so this is the we don't play podcast where you listen to all things social media entertainment digital marketing branding now we're talking about pinterest marketing which is an amazing platform now because we have a digital course mm-hmm. and we're even and about clubhouse of course i have a club on clubhouse now called pinterest yeah. and seo marketing we've grown to about over 300 followers now and it just started a month ago and it's really hard to build a community when you don't even exist where in terms of like people knowing who you are but once you're on stages and you connect with people you start becoming someone as a brand that they want to talk to and want to listen to and you're also offering value and supporting them back so it's about giving back and giving them the need that they're looking for so if people want to get to know more about you and how they can find you because i know many people would definitely want to start their brands today <laughs> tell them how they can reach out to you and what's the best way to contact you well i am at voiceoversandvocals.com if people want to check out my website i am not an audio brander just to make sure people understand that i know people who are so if that's something you're interested in i can put you in touch with people who do that all day every day and yeah. are really good at it I am a voice actor. That's what I do. I love to do that. Mostly commercial narration, short stuff, five minutes or less. And uh, yeah, I just love that aspect of it. The advertising end of it is just, I love making other people money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, and I do this for podcasts as well. So I have an intro, outro podcast demo on my actual website. So that's amazing. And then the audio branding podcast is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. And I have a clubhouse club as well called The Power of Sound. So if people are interested in joining that or um, joining our regular Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern talk that we have every week uh, under the club, it's called Audio Branding, Discuss the Power of Sound. And I'm always looking for more people to join us on stage and talk about their sound information and uh, what they want to uh, discuss with other people in all sorts of different areas of sound. So we have um, audio engineers and people who heal with sound. We have um, uh, podcasters, we have voiceover people, we have sound designers and filmmakers and all sorts of uh, people who talk about voice AI too, which is really an interesting topic as well. Lots going on. So anyone's welcome. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for being here. And there's so much we're going to talk about. I'm so excited to bring you back. And we're definitely going to go into one of those clubhouse rooms. I'll follow you on clubhouse, follow the club as well. And because clubhouse is really, really doing a lot of good for everybody right now. So um, I'm so glad you're here. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank thank you so much for having me been a lot of fun you're welcome anytime and anybody who was streaming thank you so much for tuning in you're much appreciated we're going to be here every week we're going to do this more often so be sure to tap in keep your notifications on follow jody because we have a lot to bring to your table and with that being said have a wonderful time guys take care